1: The money. That's
0: what I always say. You always follow. Yeah, the money.
3: yeah. This is "Follow the Money" with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VCN.
1: Here we go. Welcome in. Yes, we are live today on Labor Day. Mitch Moss, Pauly Howard, we're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Coming up. Over the next three hours, plenty of football. We'll get into the uh, Week 2 openers on the college side coming up a little bit uh, later this hour. Johnny Avello from DK, DraftKings Sportsbook's is going to join us. We'll get into the adjustments they had to make for Week 2 Colorado and Nebraska. And Michael Lombardi on the show a little bit later on talking NFL. We'll get to that Buffs-Horn Frogs game here momentarily. But uh, to go over what took place last night, LSU spanked in the second half by the Seminoles. And my God, Paulie, um, FSU, do they ever have some dudes like all over the transfers they brought in? They really popped last night. They took it to them. They beat them down. They made LSU quit in the second half. Yes, they did. And I don't even think mm. LSU lost the game in the second half. That's when they were taken to the woodshed. I thought LSU lost the game in the first half because it was a comedy of errors. They should have been up by 14 to 17 points at halftime. Yep. It was a total clown show what took place with that team in the first half.
3: Yep, and Travis got his act together too after almost throwing some interceptions early with some ill-advised throws that could have been picked off. And uh, they dominated the second half, took it to him. You're right. Kelly said we have to look in the mirror. Uh, we think we're, you know, we, we we're a different team like we were Georgia. That's what we thought when we took the field. And that was great to watch. And hopefully this program becomes a juggernaut once again. And I know we talked to Aaron Moore Friday about the importance of this game. Well, I know LSU has a lot of winnable games on an easy schedule coming up, but that to get blown out like that on national television, it's going to hurt your case if you have two losses now.
1: Oh, they have to a lot, lot to clean up. Oh, yeah. The, the secondary, major concerns. The offensive line, major concerns. Norvell gets them again now. Absolutely. That's the, right. The play calling by Norvell and his staff last night, I thought was borderline brilliant at times. Even when they, they had a third and short, and they did like a wide receiver Reverse And it got sniffed out there by the um, secondary of the uh, Tigers. And they forced a fourth down in short. I thought it was a great play call. It didn't work. They came right back and hit him for another beautiful play call. That went all the way near uh, the goal line. But some of the look-ahead numbers that we had before this week. Florida State Clemson has played in three weeks. Clemson, I believe, was below a field goal in that game. Well, you can see why. I mean, FSU was completely loaded across the board. And uh, we got a tweet from Matt last night during the game. He found eighty to one on Florida State to win the title this year, the day that Georgia played TCU for the national title. Wow! How would you like to have Florida State eighty to one in pocket right now? Man, come on! The last night was so huge. When they won ten games last year. Oh, and they br- L- look at look at that after one yeah. game playing a really good team from the SEC, and they made them look like that. Yes. And most of the players responsible, or some of them anyway, were guys they brought in via the portal. Mm-hmm. Oh, crazy good job by Norvell. Yep. And on the flip side, I know it's not up right now at DraftKings, but uh, the games of the year, Alabama was shorter than a field goal against LSU. I'd like to have a little Bama minus two in pocket against LSU when they play in November.
3: Yeah, well, Kelly's a great coach. He's got a lot of things to fix, though. Um, To your point about the blowout, it's the first time that a, a team in the top five lost their opener by more than three touchdowns since 1988. Think about that. Now, the important thing is, is how do you handle this now if you're Florida State? Because they got the win last year to start, and you can't have these bad losses. You can't lose to NC State and Wake Forest like they did last year. And you got to keep the train on them rolling. And uh, certainly that huge game coming up at the end of the month against Clemson. Keep that one close, and you're cooking. Because you look at the rest of the schedule here, and uh, I don't think there's much in the ACC. We'll get to North Carolina later, and they had a huge win for for their program in that conference. But certainly it's uh, it's right there for Florida State now that you get a big blowout win against a top five team. The other thing, get, get rid of these coaches' interviews, by the way, during like the NBA, you know, at the, and in between the quarters well, as well. With the exception of one man, but you have yeah. to continue. Yeah, right, right. Well, that was at halftime, but this was you got, you missed the interception in the game. Oh, and, I know. Because you get the and, and Chris Fowler is trying to talk over the interception. Yeah. Well, he's doing, come on. That was
1: brutal. Yes, it was. That was brutal. But the, the, the one guy that I want to mic on the entire time throughout the game is Deion Sanders. I'm hooked. I mean, how long? Let me ask you: How long did it take for you, watching that game, to recognize, "Uh "Uh-oh, they might be pretty good."
3: Uh, Well, I I, have my answer. I'm not there yet. I I know it's appointment television. I got there by the third quarter. Oh God, I was there by the the
1: third series of the game. Were you? Okay. I I made it a point. I'm I'm watching. In fact, it was the second series. It was when they stopped TCU, made them go three and out to begin, and right away when they got the ball back on offense, I'm like. Oh boy, uh, he's actually got some pretty good talent here. He wasn't. There's no fooling around. I hopped in. I had to when they were driving. I grabbed Colorado plus fourteen and a half, plus thirteen and a half. I grabbed them on the money line. I'm like, this this might be for real at least for today.
3: Yeah, TCU could have won four games. But that's the great thing about this sport, and that's why it was so hard going through everything on the show Friday with the transfer portal. And I mean, they got 87 new players. I mean, you don't know what you're going to have year to year. And how this is going to mash and gel in the chemistry and a team that could be a major disappointment, which we see every year in college football, which I know they're outside the top 10. But every year you get a preseason top 10 that just doesn't even have a winning record or loses six games, five games. I mean, it happens every year. So maybe that's TCU. But for them to go to the national title game in Colorado, which Brad Powers said, one of the worst power fives you're ever going to see going back. I mean, they give up 45 points per game. So you didn't know what to expect, but what what you saw with Sanders and Hunter and what they were able to do offensively and 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 good job by Dion, but this is this is crazy how everything's flipped here with Colorado just in one game. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll give you this to tie in Colorado and what we saw last night with Florida State. Travis Hunter was the number one prospect in the country. Yeah, yeah. he flipped. Yeah, from Florida State to go play with Dion at Jackson Jackson State, and then he came with him to Colorado mm-hmm. and. I'm going to make some comments here that might sound ridiculous. I don't care if you disagree with me because you need to think about this logically. Their win total moved to three and a half to five. Let's say, and they get Oregon in a couple of weeks, they get USC the week after that. What oh are the totals going to be? Oh. If this team wins six games after winning one last year. And as you said, they brought in 87 players. I don't care what the record says. Hunter, if he play, if he plays like this, he played 145 snaps in the first game. Think about that for a second. Uh, people are comparing him to Charles Woodson. Uh-uh. Woodson never did anything like this offensively. Right. Defensively, he was the man. But for Hunt, he should have had two touchdowns <laughs> and he should have had two INTs in the game. Yeah. Now, can he, is that sustainable for him to go out there and play 145 snaps? Probably not. Although that was 105 degrees in September and he was able to pull it off. Like, if they win six games and he plays both sides of the ball, let's say he averages 100 snaps a game and he puts up, I don't know, 10 touchdowns and has seven INTs, six INTs, he, his name should be right. I don't care if Caleb Williams or Drake May or any of these quarterbacks are 12-0, and 0, Travis Hunter needs to be in the same sentence to win the Heisman Trophy, period. And the people who vote on that award – You cannot give me best player on the best team or best quarterback from from a Power 5. You got to get that thinking out of your mind for this season if this kid does this. It's one game. I get that. But nope, they were 20, 20. You could have grabbed 20 and a half or 21 points the whole summer. Sharp betters didn't because they thought Colorado was going to be a disaster. And guess what? They were wrong. And now they have some serious. Look at this. They were getting eight and a half three days ago on the look ahead line against Nebraska. Where we broadcast from, they opened up Colorado 5 yesterday. Now, it lasted 30 seconds, but that's how they flipped it, 13 and a half
3: points. Mm-hmm. Who knows now? Might be short. Absolutely. They disagreed. But, you know, I mean, this is the whole talking point about that game was how do you adjust the win total, the futures, the Heisman stuff, everything? Because they were god-awful and atrocious for so long. And, and he comes in with all these new players, and they look great. And Sonny Dykes was a little disappointed in his own team that we're tired, we got guys coming off the field and Hunter's doing it, but then Hunter says, I'm not even tired after the game. He looks like Floyd Mayweather. That's right. So that's scary. And you're right, what could have been. They could have scored 60 points. I told you I'd rather have Sanders for the Heisman because he had four touchdowns and 500 yards and he's running the bus here. He's driving the bus with everything. But if this guy's going to good point too about it's not even close to Charles Woodson. Comparison. You can't even compare The guy would get on the field once in a while. And they throw him a a bubble screen or something on what this guy's doing. And they missed him early for two touchdowns. So, Oh my God, I can't wait to watch and see what it looks like Saturday. Well, and they they can drop Nebraska, but you're right. I mean, a lot of things to clean up defensively and what, what Knicks and, and Williams is going to do and panics to this defense. But still, this was just a horrible, horrible team and program going back the last couple of years. And it was like Stuart Mandel was there, other people at the game. Media members are saying, I have no idea what to expect here from this team. Sure. No idea. And, and certainly we got, uh, we got an A-plus performance.
1: And, and they went out and did that. I'm watching, again, this is very early on first quarter. After they stopped TCU on that first drive and they came back and they're driving, it took me that long to say to myself – Dion has this team more buttoned up than what Billy Napier did with Florida in week one against Utah. Like, how is that possible with all with the entire team is new The the changeover pretty much unlike anything we've ever seen before. And they look like not only do they have a bunch of talent all over the place, they knew their assignments. The defense now again has, it's going to be ugly. I mean, the, to, the totals in the Oregon game and the USC game, the team totals for those, those two teams, it's going to be, they're going to be in the fifties probably, but Uh, I will go a couple steps further here. I was completely obsessed with Oregon football for about a five, six, seven, eight year stretch with Chip Kelly. Because I'm thinking to myself, if I'm a 17, 18 year old kid and I'm watching that program play the way that they did with their style offensively and changing the uniforms every single week in like 130 different combinations, it was automatic. I was going to go to Oregon. You watch Colorado play for the first half, and you see Dion come off the field and say that about Travis Hunter, that the, uh, Heisman should be chilling back at his crib already. If you're a 16- or 17-year-old kid and you're a fourth, you are 4th you do not want to go play for him? I would circle yeah. Colorado and say, that is my number one target I have to go play for.
3: How long is he going to be there? Maybe the total over under two and a half years. Yeah. But I mean,
1: well, That leads me to my next... I know, that's, that's the other thing, but that's... Crazy thought here. He's, he's going to take over for Saban in Alabama.
3: Probably go to the NFL. I know you could say no. he doesn't want to go that, but I, I agree with Mike Florio. If someone's going to throw him an obscene amount of money, but it's, we got a long ways to go, though. I mean, it's just they might win four games themselves. I mean, th- this this yeah. this conference is loaded.
1: Oh my God, is it loaded? It's unbelievable. So, so it was it was what a great a, start. What a way to start the season! Can you imagine being like executives for Fox? Oh, God. of Talk course, that's how it's going to end. A three-day bender. Yeah, more yeah. college football next year on Beeson.
0: is follow
3: the money on vsan our nfl betting guides out throughout the preseason lombardi and company have been re-evaluating every team it has picks from every on-air host football contest strategies specific team specific preseason analysis save 50 percent off the monthly price with an annual subscription bet smarter all year long become a pro for only
1: 19 dollars. sign up today vsan.com slash subscribe Yep. Watching that whole game on Saturday. And Dion is going to, I mean, the fact that uh, you, you, you're not going to be able to wait for the halftime interview for any of these games with him. Because he's going to want to talk. I and mean, that's going to be part of the deal. And this is what it sounded like after that amazing first half. And Travis Hunter is all over the field. And books are taking bets on Hunter to win the Heisman across the board. Probably the same with the quarterback, Sanders. This is Dion coming off the field talking to Fox during the game
0: is him we missed him on two deep balls he get those two deep balls he, the husband is at his crib chilling right now god bless thanks coach
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was roaring out loud
3: laughing yeah oh it was so yeah. good after we have we got we'll have the hot tub on the plane for him too
1: uh you know if, if he's tired <laughs> it's great oh it so good yeah so the adjusted wind total is uh yeah. now five or five and a half On Colorado. Don't know. Don't know still.
3: I mean, TCU might be awful. You never know. That's a great thing about this sport. You can fall off a cliff like that. And again, with all these changes, they lost their quarterback. They lost their wide receiver. They had problems stopping people anyways. Go back the last four or five games now. They haven't got any stops defensively. So uh, we'll see. But this Colorado becomes appointment television. We'll see what they do against Nebraska. Coming up Saturday, if the train can keep on rolling. I will um, say
1: TCU still has talent, though. I mean that that yeah, run, they yeah. should have given the running back more carries. Oh yeah, what was the averaging? in 11 car- yards per carry? Yeah, and he's a former number one recruit who was going to go to Alabama. Yeah,
3: so I couldn't wait to ask Brad Powers what he thought. Brad Powers get, bumps Colorado up five points with that win. So you just saw how the uh, Heisman odds have been, you know, cut down in half and more than that yep. in most places. And now what happens to the updated win total and and all the futures? Rex it's Fires a, updated Colorado 11 yeah.
1: points. 11? 11. 11. Okay, yeah. Wait, look at that. I mean, so if they were catching 8.5, like it's, it's a great right. Week 2 game because of how Nebraska looked. Sure. And then look at that total. Sure. We'll get to more of the Week 2 moves coming up in about 10 minutes, but they opened up 5 here again. DraftKings had 2.5 on Colorado the whole time. That's a massive adjustment. Yeah. The other thing I, I did, I think he t- took away from the win, though. I thought his post-game press conference was
3: absurd. He, he used to work at the NFL Network. I mean, he was at CBS. He was in the media, so he knows this. You can't There's they're certainly uh, saving receipts, and you guys are going to win three games, and you're going to be awful, and all that stuff's great. But you, the role of the media is not to be a cheerleader and root for the team. So for, the, for him to say, do you believe, do you believe, and not, and not answering the guy's question afterwards was, was to me, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's not – and he's also – he took away from the team's win, and he's also that press conference that he had was when you win the conference title, or or you you have a huge win and you get to eight nine wins. I thought to do that after one win was
1: ridiculous. Yeah, here's he's got a, to calm down a little bit of coach prime after the game.
4: What's up, boss? You believe that? You you be, hold on, hold on, oh, hold on. Oh no, do you believe in that? Huh? Oh no no no! I ran through that bull junkie you wrote. I, I ran through that. I sifted through all that. Yeah. Oh no! Come on. Do you believe?
1: You don't believe? You just answered it. You don't believe? Next question. Oh, I mean, he's the best. He's one of the yeah. best trash talkers. He's like Larry Birdgood when it comes to trash talking. Maybe better than that. So he's going to do this. Like if they beat Nebraska now at home. What's that place going to look like on Saturday? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a madhouse. Yeah. The, the hype is absolutely off off the rails right now. Yeah, but, but the, the, these
3: people still aren't wrong, though. I mean, you, you still could no, have you, a – You still could have a. my point is you still could have a three or four-win season. I mean, that's uh, – he's acting like they just won the Super Bowl and,
1: and that post-game press conference. I mean – I would it, just and say, then, look, I mean, Dion, it's pretty hard to have a grasp on what your team's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, we've never seen this before. Yeah. You need to give us a minute before we really have a, a strong opinion on your team. Sure. They were hard to
3: evaluate, no doubt about it. I was dead wrong. But then, then again, you know, that program, they didn't have a lot of talent. They, they didn't have any talent. But they gave up 45 points per game last year. Mm-hmm. And to just have, I'm bringing luggage when he got the job and what he said to all the players. I mean, it's it's a whole different team. He's just bringing sure. all these guys
1: in. So. so the whole conference in general. Uh, I heard this stat last night. It's the first conference in 40 years to start the year 13-0. and It's the first time the Pac-12 went 12-0 and on a Saturday, I believe since 1929. And they had seven quarterbacks throw for at least three touchdowns combined when you uh, include DJ's performance yesterday at Oregon State. And on Saturday alone, they had um, four different quarterbacks Throw for 300 plus passing yards and three plus t- touchdowns in the game. Caleb Williams, Penix, uh, Sanders did it, and Cameron Ward did it for Wazoo. Yep. And look at that lethal attack that Washington has. Yep. Now, I don't know how good Boise is going to be this year either, but they were one of the favorites to win the Mountain West Conference. That Penix aerial uh, attack is unstoppable in Washington with
3: a slow start in the first quarter. That's correct. Yep. Uh, not only did they go 13-0, and the average margin of victory was 29 points per game. So this was historic what they did. And th- yes, this is how it's going to end. It was shame on me. It was, well, they're going to beat each other up and they won't make the playoff. No, in typical Pac-12 fashion, they're going to play unbelievable football with all these Heisman candidates in incredible games and must-see TV every Saturday. And then it's just, they're going to make the playoff and then it's going to That's it. Bye-bye. We're done. And and the conference ceases to exist. That's typical Pac-12. Sure it is. So you saw the huge ratings for the Utah game on Thursday. You saw what happened Saturday and their the performances and what Ward did and what and what Williams did again and and Penix and these and, and Oregon scores 81 points. No one's talking about it uh, about them. And it's okay. So that that's all these great teams programs and quarterbacks, yet they couldn't get a TV deal. So you want to say, yes, shame on Fox and ESPN, but certainly the conference did it to themselves.
1: Yeah, it was a great, great weekend, obviously, for the Pac-12. And it's a huge weekend coming up for that conference as well with some monster um, non-conference games. The SEC mm-hmm. had ten, uh, 10 teams score at least 40 points, more, most ever on a single day for that conference. 10 teams scored at least 40 points. So look at all these high-scoring games that we had and high-scoring individual teams. I mean, Oklahoma scored 73. Yep. USC 66, Oregon 81, all those teams in the SEC, was it um, like adjustments because of the new play clock and they were running faster speeds? A little bit more up tempo? Is it just a bigger difference between now the haves and the haves not have nots? Um, was it just a total fluke and an aberration for one week? I don't know, all these things that are you're coming in first time since you know the 1960s, first time since 1929, first uh-huh. time in history. It was like a pretty good weekend for the teams at the very top, not named LSU. Oklahoma was going warp speed. The TCU Colorado game, I couldn't even, it was a ping pong match. Yeah. With how fast they were being played. Yep.
3: Yep. And the other thing at the late game, it's also great to see who's playing on CBS now with the SEC going to ESPN. We had San Jose State and Wyoming on CBS with home games over the weekend. I thought it was phenomenal. But the other thing is you shouldn't be like, "Well, okay, that's it. Texas Tech will never go to Laramie again or or Florida'll never play a true non-conference game and leave the state again." I mean, that 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 shouldn't be the thought process. Mm-hmm. College football needs more of this. You need college uh, Texas Tech going to Laramie. You need, you know, UCLA going to San Diego State and some of these games coming up and what Boise's doing with Washington.
1: That's what college football needs. Not like, "Uh, oh, we lost, so that's it. We're never doing it again." No, no, no question. Uh so Colorado beating TCU is a 21-point dog, not even the biggest upset of the yes. weekend. It was te-
3: Texas State. Another one, number three in transfers. Whole different team comes in. You're New right. coach, all these guys, and look at that. Baylor gets destroyed. That was something.
1: They were they couldn't even get back into that game, oh. really. Yep. So they lost what 42-31 in that game. 17 to 1 on the money line. That's the highest number that I saw the entire yes. time. I guess when I said it was a really good weekend for teams at the top, not named LSU. I would say it was only one game, but the quarterback situation at Ohio State did not look like it has in previous years.
3: Oh, that's bad. Oh, Indiana had the worst passing defense in the conference last year. You know, Allen is Allen shouldn't even be there. You know what he did? To one good year, that fluke year with the COVID season. So Harrison has two catches. How can that happen?
1: I know he got that hurt in the happen, game. He came back that's... in, but that uh, I don't know. It's only one game. I don't want to completely panic, but they got Notre Dame coming up pretty soon. Uh-huh. And they have other tough games on their schedule as well. It just it didn't, I mean, I'm used to, no matter who's in a quarterback, the Buckeyes go out there in like a week one game, Big Ten foe or not. That's right. And they're scoring 45 points and it looks awesome. That's right. So, I mean, talk to me in, in a couple of weeks when they're doing that, I guess. But Or maybe they make a quarterback change too. You yeah. never know. No. I do know that uh, Milrow for Alabama looked pretty damn good.
3: Yeah.
1: I yeah. mean, d- d- it doesn't matter. Running the ball, throwing the ball, he looked like... And now they get Texas coming up. How about that? Which is, again, something that I absolutely love, something that you just said two minutes ago we need more of. Yep. The schedule is nuts Saturday. It's great. So
3: many big games. A uh, lot of those big games being played at the same exact time. That's a mistake. I don't know what they're doing with the late games, but that's absolutely. How about – I'll do this coming up too. How about Tulane? I mean, if Tulane is supposed to be the best team from a a small conference – And how good they were last year and beating USC in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, their quarterback threw a one-in completion, had a bunch of yards and four touchdowns, and beat a good South Alabama team. They play Ole Miss now. Yep. Another game that they get there at home against Ole Miss. So that's an enormous game.
1: Let's follow the money here on v the Sports Betting Network. You can always get in touch with the show. FTM at v is the email coming up. Week 2 opening numbers. We will kick around a very important question you need to ask yourself when betting some of these games next.
3: Is follow the money on Veasan. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Veasan.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out future events as well. It's another way we're here to help you make us make you a smarter, better year-round. Check it out every game at Veasan.com. You are hooked from the get-go on Colorado. Uh, what a way to start the college football season. How about, after we talked to the guy on the air Friday, how about the Iowa thing in play off the bat? Where, for instance, the offensive coordinator has the clause in the contract, they have to average 25 a game. And then with eight minutes left, they have the ball, and they have,
1: they're they stuck on 24 points. And then how would they attack? It was 24 to uh, 7, I think, at the time. At 20, I think 24-6, because Iowa was 18 and a half in play. Okay, yes. So the thought was, if they kick a field goal here... Yeah. Uh, to get over that 25-point threshold and then hold the team, which never happened. The exact opposite happened. They didn't score, and they allowed the other team to score one more time. But that's wild to be in play. It's probably going to be in play a, a lot this year with that team.
3: Yeah. And then they they have to punt. Utah State scores. And, you know, Iowa State or Iowa looked great early on. And then it was their first opening drive touchdown pass to start a season since 1991. <laughs> Our, produ- our producer, Luke,
1: was ne- negative five years old, I believe, <laughs> yes. at the time.
3: You could throw up anything about the Iowa offense in the last 10 years and you believe it mm-hmm. about how, uh, how bad it's been. Oh, there's so. no, I mean. I can't believe McNamara played, but still, I got lucky with the Utah State and the under, but that was a big surprise.
1: I didn't think he'd play. There was a, a comparison to the Iowa baseball team and how many home runs they hit in a game to like uh, Uh how many touchdown passes they had last year or something like that. It was like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll buy buy that for sure. So here's the question that you have to ask yourself, specifically with a game like this. And uh, I was watching games on Saturday. You were there, Luke was there, JVT was there. So was Paul Stone. And we were going over this Iowa-Iowa State game, right? Mm -hmm. And that question is like, what number would you take? Or for this example, like what number would you bet the over at with Iowa and Iowa State? With the way that these two teams operate offensively and defensively their history here they know each other exceedingly well and just the low scoring games each and every single time that they play so i said i thought will they open will the number be like 37 37 and a half paul stone said shorter he said 35 mm. so sunday morning i did notice out here there was one book that had 39 and a half i bet under that thinking that it would open up lower across the board it opened up 30 what did it open up here 35 and a half. Yeah. Bet down to 33 and a half at one point. God, come on. And then it went back up to 37. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's the question. Like, what number would you bet over at? Mm, 33 and a half. I'd probably, I probably would have tried for a middle there. I tried to, in fact, and it just had moved too quickly. So I couldn't get down to 33 and a half. If I did not have 39 and a half, I'd still probably bet over 33 and a half. Would you?
3: Yeah. But there is... There'll be shenanigans. There'll be a defensive touchdown or something, right. or special teams, boo-boo, something.
1: But would you bet over 39 yeah. and a half? No. No, neither would I. No, Anything no. close to 40, I would not bet no. over on in this game.
3: Yeah. So it looked good early on for McNamara, but still it is Iowa football and, and how he likes to go about and play things. Um, the other one, A&M open three at Miami. Boom, shot up right away. Is A&M look great to start the season, too. I mean, there's so many. The, the, see the line moving. It's also the perfect storm because we don't have the NFL going on. But it was uh, the, the response that Circo was getting on social media, and everyone likes to tweet out the look headlines now after they put them up. An excellent job, how everything and the, things lighten up like the Fourth of July sure. well, with I, all I, the action. And you, we've just talked about how crazy the Colorado Nebraska game was.
1: Yeah, so I'll give you a couple of other examples of uh, what I tried to do yesterday and how fast you have to be at doing this. Mm-hmm. So. If you're on your own, betting by yourself, which is what I, I typically do. Um, the Notre Dame game against NC State. Notre Dame's lane nine across the street. Here, they opened up six. I had grabbed the nine with NC State, and I wanted to come back and fire minus six and try for that sweet middle spot there. Well, I mean, it, these numbers are moving so fast. As soon as I entered minus six with Notre Dame on the app to go to the bet, and moved already. ready. Mm. It moved up to, I think, seven, Tough. seven and a half. I'm like, okay, that, that idea is completely wiped away. I'm not going to do that now. Um, and the other one is the Portland, no, check that. Portland State just played Oregon. The Oregon-Texas Tech game opened up 60 and a half. I click on that one as soon as I possibly cl- uh, can to hit the over. Well, as soon as I even tap the button, it goes from 60 and a half to 63 and a half. I'm like, oh, maybe worth a bet. Then it goes to 64, and I tell myself I'm going to lay off now. 20 seconds later, the way it felt, they hit it again, it's at 67. You have to be so fast I getting know, these yeah. bets in. Yeah. And that was, those were the two examples or three examples that I tried to yesterday, and there were plenty of others where the numbers were just back and forth. I mean, there was a six and a half on the board yesterday morning for Alabama and Texas, and there, there was an eight and a half somewhere else. So you can, if you sit back and try to pick off those middle spots or those key numbers, and you hit one or two of those on a weekend, you're doing pretty good. Like some sites where you need the, uh, for the in play, you need to like
3: click on the button where it says accept all line changes in my favor. Uh huh. And then have the password auto saved. <laughs> you know, when you do that too, it just goes right in and you can load and, and try to get the best of the number or just do it right on your, your computer e- to make it easier. Cause with the, you know, you're on your phone, you know, good luck with stuff. Yeah.
1: Can, can we all agree on something here that when you sign into your app, there should be something that you can click on that says, now allow me to stay signed in for six hours. I don't want no. to have to do the face ID or have to log in and enter my email and all the, the password, all this crap, like every 15 minutes. Can we work on that, please? One small request that I hope that we could fix moving forward. This is from uh, Brad Powers. Three point moves or more with a closing line value week one, sides and totals. Versus the open, 20-24 and ATS, 45.4%. Versus close, 16-28, 36.4%. Closing line value meant uh, nothing in that uh, bigger sample size of games that we had this weekend. Mm What would you think of Wisconsin opening up where they did against uh, Washington State on the road? Now, Wazoo was awesome against Colorado State.
3: Yes, they were. That was a very trendy dog that had no chance, and you were done in the first quarter. But I, that
1: would just,
3: I should have been stronger on that Friday. I am not a big Norvell fan, uh, and I love Ward. So, again, I, I, that should have been a strong play on Washington State and because they, they buried them last year, right? Yep. And they buried them again. And certainly there was a lot to, uh, you had to question about how Wisconsin looked at home against Buffalo. So a little, little surprised at where it was at, but that, that's another great game and a tough game. You have the revenge angle baked in there as well, certainly, because what Washington State did going to Madison – but a little surprised with that line too.
1: It's um, I don't want to panic over the Wisconsin air raid stuff. I will say that it's going to take probably at least right. that game and maybe a little bit more to get used to this whole new philosophy that they brought in completely changing things right. on offense. Cause you still want to pound the ball with Allen too. You, and you saw it happen. You're right. Slow yeah. start, not a good looking first half. They went no huddle right away. And my phone's blowing up from like family members back in the state saying what, what this is amazing. Yeah. And then they got, got away from that. And they didn't, take any more shots down the field. And then in the second half, they realized, oh wait, we have two unbelievable running backs. Let's just run the football. And they combined for like 300 yards. Mm -hmm. And there's also this regarding how bad the Rams were. Their secondary, my goodness. Seven starters on that defense dropped back into coverage at least 29 times. Only one of them posted a pro football focus coverage grade better than 67.1. There was another player in the secondary who allowed 10 receptions on 10 targets for 126 yards. And there was another guy in the, in the secondary wow. who was almost as bad as that. So I, Wisconsin will not allow that to happen to yeah. them defensively.
3: Yeah. Yeah. My biggest surprise was a and opening three. I mean, that's, that, I think you have, to take a, you have to bet A&M on principle. Just because, like, Cristobal has to prove it. And the fact that Jimbo was telling everyone, including when Phil Steele was on the air here about, you wait till next year with all these young guys and what we're going to look like. And now with Petrino as the OC, I think it'll be a completely different A&M team. And that's yeah. I, I don't. I'll be surprised if Miami can hang
1: in the game. Okay, I think that's probably fair. Yeah. I sent you a text. I'm like, what do you think of uh, Central Florida laying two against Boise? Don't know. That that's another good game. But that's Kent
3: State might be the worst team in the country. Could be. So that I don't. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. So certainly Boise was atrocious in the second half. And if Washington had their act together early on, they could have scored seventy. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, that's difficult. But again, I, I still I love the Lou Holtz line. But in college football, you're going to see the biggest. You find out what you have week two. You're going to see the biggest level of improvement from game one to game two. So uh, I'll file that one away. But then again, Kent State just might be the worst program we have now.
1: Yep. Central Florida lane two and a half on the road against Boise in that game. And uh, you're right now at DraftKings, Alabama's lane seven and a half. Total is 56 and a half there. Bumped up a little bit. But Bama's lane seven and a half now. Can the Longhorns... Keep it close, like they did last Absolutely. year. Absolutely, should have beat them. Blew the game. Uh, Horrible calls. Multiple dominated. times they blew yeah. the game.
3: Uh, should have sacked Bryce Young. Of a, a holding call that wasn't called. The face, everything went against Texas from a from off a, uh, the standpoint of the officiating. So, and they dominated them up front too. So, yeah, they should uh, be in that game.
1: I feel that the same way about Texas that you do about the Pac-12. What you said before, like today, is that it's just. Typical Pac-12. They're all going to beat each other yeah, up, and no yeah. chance. I absolutely have to see it again from Texas here before seven and a half. Is that enough? I don't know yet. I honestly don't know if I want to pull the trigger on that.
3: But it's the Saban against the assistant angle, though, too. Right. Yes, it is. What is he like? Twenty-seven and one, or something, or twenty-seven and two, whatever. Those.
1: Him. Him. Paulie's going to recap the entire weekend from a betting perspective next on Win Some, Lose Some here on Veasan.
4: Night. Wow! Winning or was it a rough one? Well, They can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some,
3: Lose Some. You gotta love Mondays during the football season. Here we go. Colorado money line eight to one. Texas State money line seventeen to one. Northern Illinois plus two seventy five. Louisiana Monroe plus two seventy. They beat Army. Wyoming plus four twenty. What happened? Seventeen nothing. Texas Tech. To start the game, and Wyoming wins, that game went on late because double overtime, and it would, it started late on CBS because of lightning. Great job by uh, Wyoming, and good job Texas Tech going to Laramie. Also, basketball, Lithuania 7-1. They beat USA, and now we get ready for the quarters. We'll be covered with everything here. Last night, Ostapenko, plus 630, took out Iga, the one seed with the U.S. Open with the women's. Yesterday in baseball, favorites went 11-4. Friday, the Dogs went 9-7. Saturday, Dogs were 9-6. Highlighted by the Rockies, plus 180. The Twins, plus 175. The Yankees, plus 165. And the Brewers, plus 125. Overs that day, went 11-4. Soccer, Brentford-Bournemouth draw 3-1. Nottingham, Forrest, 7-1. They beat Chelsea. Brighton with another over every Brighton match has gone over this year and this was incredible Saturday this is the championship league it's the league below the premier league all these tickets cashed Saturday QPR plus 430 Preston North End 3 to 1 Leeds Sheffield Wednesday draw plus 360 Rotherham United plus 330 Huddersfield Town plus 360 Hull City plus 450 against Leicester all that cashed Port Vale also beat Oxford United in league one plus 350 there was a ufc card as well odomir by submission 15 to 1 gane round two finish six to one and saint denise round two finish also six to one subscribe be part of the team vison.com our radio and podcast friends you always want to see these tweets and videos send it in we'll put you on television this was national news can you believe this i can't metallica played two shows in uh los angeles in Inglewood, there's a house in the neighborhood. A dog got out and snuck in and watched the Metallica concert. There he is in the seat, and they could and they got him back to their owners after the, he was reunited with his owners. So it's a great story. Which look at him. You know, Master of Puppies, whatever you want to say. Too bad Ozzy Osbourne wasn't playing. He's Bark at the Moon. But look look at the dog sitting in the seat and the
1: Metallica show. Yeah. Snuck out. How's he get in? And, and I can't believe it. The band had a really good tweet about that, pointing out Master of Puppies and some of the other yeah, songs yeah. that they were going to play. Great uh-huh. job by embracing
3: the dog going there. That is awesome. And we had a great time at the Westgate. Good for that. Well, the Westgate is dog friendly. The security guards even came over and said hello. Now he was supposed to play nice in the back and hang out, but my my guy Jordan came down. But then when I had bring him out, I mean we had food, so he just he 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 cannot be contained once there's, and there he is eating off the eating off the plate there. As Paul Stone tweeted, he was celebrating a Colorado when He had a Colorado ticket, so there you go. There's Luke in the background as well. Uh, Jordan right there, but uh, dog friendly at the Westgate, excellent. Plenty of loose some. Mitch, it happened again. I can't get enough of this soccer in the lower leagues. Sheltenham Town did it again. They play in League One. They've played seven matches this year. They've yet to score. Shut out again, baby. Something to monitor and follow. Incredible. Still haven't scored on the season. Louisville, Georgia Tech under. 57.5 down to 49.5. No shot. Friday, Hawaii from 10 down to 2.5. Blown out at home by Stanford. UMass from 40 down to 35. No good against Auburn. Purdue, Fresno State under. 56.5 56 and a half down to 47. Another good game to start the day. Oh, that was Big great. Big win for Fresno. Right, the total there, no chance. Like Colorado State and under. From 16 down to 8 and 58 down to 53 and a half. Wisconsin from 22 and a half up to 29, no good. Iowa, 19 up to 24 against Utah State, no good. Very disappointed in Texas, San Antonio. Plus three and a half went off the favorite against Houston. They got beat and only scored 14 points. Tulane, South Alabama under. 55 down to 51. Well, more on this coming up this James Franklin character Penn State West Virginia under 53 down to 48 and a half Oklahoma Arkansas State under 61 down to 57 and a half a 70 burger by the Sooners Army six up to 10 lost look at this move Northern Iowa from 20 down to seven a 13 point move against Iowa State no good Toledo Illinois under 49 down to 45 and a half North Carolina, South Carolina over. 16 and a half up to 63 and a half. And talking about all these great performances by the Pac-12, we didn't even mention Cal, who scored 58 points at, at North Texas. North Texas from seven down to four and a half. Yep. Lose some when it rains here. Oh, the flood. You need an arc. Look at what happened. We got off the air Friday and all hell broke loose. It rained for three straight days. Look at this. Out in the valley, how bad this is. And then you see the fire trucks coming through with how deep that is and this car is stuck and it's up to uh, almost all the way up. This is the link on the strip. When it rains, it always. this is what it looks like as well. But I can't believe just residential roads and even like Rainbow. This is our buddy Tony sent this in. This is Rainbow and Tropicana. How bad, be- you see there's garbage cans for the middle of the street and how deep that is. Look at this.
1: I've never seen it like this. I've lived here 20-some years. No, I, I was out to eat uh, with my mom and my wife, uh, west side of town on Friday night. Yeah. When we came oh, out, boy, was big... the-, the owner of the restaurant has had his restaurant for 35 years. He's looking outside. He goes, I've never seen anything like this here in Las Vegas. Yeah, right. The- the- we were driving by lakes, ponds, streams the entire th- time. I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. No,
3: that's right down. That's right where I close to where I live. And that, that is, look how deep that is. This was awesome. They lost on Friday, but again, Luton Town to be back in the Premier League. Look at this. Again, this is the best video I've seen so far to describe and show how you have to get into the stadium where you got to go people's backyards. And they're coming down. Okay, well, we got Beacon. Look at look, the guy taking a bath. You can see the guy because the guy's taking a bath in the window. It's hard to make out, but these people are coming down. Peekaboo. Got someone. The guys in the bathroom there taking a bath and you can see right in with all the fans leaving about how that, that weird setup with what they have at Luton Town And then you had North Carolina beat South Carolina. And I don't want to ruin breakfast for people. But there's the mayo challenge, right? The mayo game. Oh, they're just taking, they're just eating spoonfuls of mayonnaise and putting it down. Oh
1: my God. The guys eating a whole jar of mayonnaise. Uh, that's tough. I've had mayonnaise less than five times in the last uh, decade.
3: Bad for the books. Michigan State, Central Michigan under 51 and a half down to 45. BYU under 55 and a half down to 46 and a half. What happened there? 14-0 final. Kentucky Ball State over 43 and a half up to 50. No, no problem. Hawaii Stanford under 65 and a half down to 55. Virginia Tech from 12 up to 16 against Old Dominion. Northern Illinois, 12 down to eight and a half. Who needs the stinking points? They won outright. SMU, 15 up to 21, got the money. Bowling Green from 13 down to eight, lost by 10. I think they they threw five interceptions in that game. You want to talk about a misleading score and a pick six? They were clearly the right side. Jacksonville State from 14 and a half up to 20, routed East Tennessee State. San Diego State, Idaho State over, 46 and a half up to 51. Bad beats. James Franklin, what are you doing? That's ridiculous. Take a knee and get out of there. West Virginia plus 21 and the under. Penn State was better from 18 to 21 and the total bet down from 53 to 48 and a half. It's 31-15 Penn State under a minute left. He's still running the ball. He won't take a knee. They, and they run a quarterback draw. He gets in there for the touchdown and they cover. You could see it coming. I don't know why he wouldn't take a knee. That's ridiculous. But it's also the same coach who wants ice to kicker up 40 points in a game too. Texas Tech Wyoming under 56 and a half down to 50. You get beat because of double overtime. How about yesterday? How about the Oregon State San Jose State game? Again, a touchdown with nine seconds left, puts it over. There were four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And the late one by San Jose State gets there. The Rays blew it in the ninth inning and the 10th inning on Saturday, and the Cubs blew back-to-back games in the ninth inning as well. Horrible job by the Cubs bullpen. Yikes. Best Thursday of the year. Coming up, Lions and Chiefs. Opening night, NFL football's back. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Hooking up new customers with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code FOLLOW. Code FOLLOW only on DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers get $200 when you bet $5.
1: And this is VSIN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. Plenty more coming up today, including Go, Joe, Dan Lembetard, and Ross Tucker here at VSIN. Paul and I work with the sharpest betting experts in the business, and you can check out all of our best analysis at vsin.com. Follow the Money is two more hours coming up on VSIN. And out of the break, top of the hour, Johnny Avello is going to join us from DraftKings. What were the uh, discussions like? on the opening number for the Colorado Nebraska game. We'll ask him next here on Vison.